What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. Today is NBA Thursday. On today's show, we'll go over all the uh, every series right now. Look at the conference semifinals, series by series. Look at the current price and some lines coming up for the next few games. So, uh, going to be a rather quick podcast today. We've got some live betting, some baseball, and lots going on at work. So, getting this thing done. And uh, we'll go series by series, talk about the overall series price, and then what the odds of the next game are. Special thanks to Better Edge. Great place for everyone to start making their sports bets. BetterEdge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com, like uh, sports better. But the great thing about Better Edge, we've always talked about, they. It's, it's amazing how they let you bet VIG-free. Okay, VIG-free betting is available. It's here. We can start doing it today with Better Edge. But... The thing that I want to talk about today is that Better Edge isn't a sports book at all. You know, we can make bets there legally in most states, but they're not really a sports book. What they are, first and foremost, is a social platform. They want to connect you with your friends, other successful sports bettors, and make the whole experience more fun. So they're taking something that we all love anyway, sports betting, making it easier by getting rid of the VIG, and making it more fun by adding social components. So spice up your sports betting life today and start winning more money. Online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10 and so they know you heard about them right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. BetterEdge.com, promo code SHARP. Alright, so like I said on today's show, we'll go NBA series by series and I'll look at the current prices because things are moving right now in the market. And I want to start off uh, kind of close to home here with the Nuggets and the Suns because this series was looked at as being probably the closest, most even series of all four. In the West, obviously, the Suns and Nuggets and uh, the Clippers and Jazz. The Suns and Nuggets was much closer than the Clippers-Jazz to start. And then the Hawks 76ers, the, you know, Philly was expected to win that. The Nets and Bucks, that should have been closer, and it was closer. Uh, that, that was the only other series besides the Nuggets one where it was pretty much 50-50, and now things have changed. But either way, the Nuggets lose their first two games in Phoenix. Chris Paul seemingly battling that, that shoulder injury looks better and better. They're playing great, but I honestly think it's just as much the Nuggets playing terrible as the Suns are playing good, you know? I, I don't want to be so over the top because I'm from Denver. You guys know I'm from Denver. But one thing that I really pride myself on in my betting is not getting too biased, not getting so worked up with my local teams. If anything, I feel like I'm better betting on or against local teams because I don't let that bias leak in. But I really think the Nuggets, they, they didn't play well at all the second half of the first two games. And Michael Malone, their coach, came out after last game and said that he thinks they quit. I mean, he, he went as far as to say, look, for next game, I'm going to put the five guys out there who want to be there, but I don't know if I'm going to find five in the locker room. I mean, it, it's not good right now what's happening in Denver and the way this series is unfolding. If you look at the next game, however, the very next game they play in Denver, because remember, Phoenix is up 2-0, coming back to Denver, the Nuggets are one and a half point favorites, okay? So I think a lesson here, and a lesson in every series, in every game we watch... There can be blowouts, there can be teams who don't look good, but the market is usually so well done and so, well, I don't want to say so efficient because the sports betting market isn't always that efficient, but my point is, 
if you get a if you get a team like Phoenix who is five six points uh, five six point favorites against Denver, and they blow them out, they're going to come back next game and be five six point favorites against Denver. If Denver is a one and a half point favorite at home and they blow Phoenix out, well, guess what? The next game, Denver will be one and a half, two point favorite at home. The market knows that they're not off by that much, and so they can't have been that wrong. This is human nature. This is going to happen. When you play sports with human beings and really talented ones, sometimes you're going to get blowouts. Sometimes you're going to get teams who do really well. It's more about long-term, what these teams will do over the course of a series, a season, etc. So one game, game by game, you know, anything can happen. That's why these numbers are pretty accurate and are pretty efficient. So the Nuggets, minus one and a half game two. I actually lean Denver this game. I think they get the job done at home and they're not going to get swept this series. They're not going to win or they're not going to lose. I think the first game back in Denver after that showing in Phoenix. Plus on top of that, I think Denver may have been tired. You know, I think that the Suns got a beat up Lakers team. And even though Lakers won, what, one, two games that series, it wasn't close. So the Suns blew them out the last couple games. There was no real tough, physical, drawn-out game in that series. The Nuggets went through the opposite. They played a tough six-game series against the Portland Trailblazers. It was physical. It went to, what, triple overtime, game five. So it's the, the Nuggets struggling in the second half, the first two games... If an NBA team struggles only in the second half, we can assume that's probably because of fatigue. They're probably tired, their legs are gone, whatever. And I really also believe that Michael Malone, he needed about five more minutes before he did his postseason, his uh, postgame, I should say, uh, a conference. He, he was just still so pissed off, so worked up, got on the mic, yeah, they didn't play very hard. I want guys who will play hard. I don't think he meant that. I don't think he wanted to say that. But I think fatigue was probably more of a factor. Either way, the current series price for that, uh, the Suns minus 850, Nuggets plus 615 for the series. All right, let's go to the other series in the West, Clippers and the Jazz. Currently tie, or currently Utah leading 1-0. to zero. And this shows you how the market perceives teams like the Clippers, the Lakers, the Nets, teams who they think if they get past this round, have a very, very good chance of going to the finals and winning the finals. The current series price, the Jazz are minus 180. The Clippers are plus 160. But keep in mind, the Jazz are the number one overall seed. They've won one game at home. The, the market clearly thinks the Clippers are a better team right now than, than the Jazz. And we know this because the line for the next game, Utah is a three-point favorite at home. And it can often be argued that home court, especially for the Utah Jazz getting their fans back, is at least three points. I would argue it's closer to three and a half, four, maybe 3.75 to be fair. But either way, it's not three. It's one of the best home courts in basketball. So Utah playing at home, game two, they're three-point favorites. This says, according to the market, the Clippers are point two points better than the Jazz, okay? So if you agree with that, then this may be a bet. If you agree with that, then you like the Clippers here, maybe even for a series-long bet. But I just think the Clippers, I've seen too much nonsense this playoffs, and I don't trust this team to get it done. It's They're always making excuses. It was Montrez Harrell. It was Chris Paul. It was Doc Rivers. It's like, maybe it's not any of them. Maybe it's the organization. Maybe it's Kawhi Leonard. Maybe it's what's going on within the building. 
So the whole idea that oh, the Clippers are going to get past the Jazz, look at the, I think the Jazz right now, minus 180 for the series, shows some value. And game two is tonight. So Jazz, three-point favorites at home tonight against the Clippers. All right, let's go to the East. Nets and Bucks. This is interesting to me because I really thought Milwaukee had what it took to slow the Nets down, show them that physical defense, something they hadn't seen yet. And then James Harden gets hurt. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. And look, I actually want to re- <laughs> let's not let's rewind there, okay? I didn't think that in terms of the injury. You hate to see players get injured. Even if it's a team, even if I don't have money on a team and it's my like a, a hometown team I'm rooting for and a, a player who we're playing against gets injured, you don't want that to happen. You want to play teams at their best, beat them at their best, so on and so forth. Injuries are always so unfortunate, and I didn't mean that at all, that you know James Harden gets injured. Oh, interesting. What I meant is we gave out Milwaukee plus four on the podcast for game one. Wasn't even close. I thought Milwaukee had a chance to make this a series. It turns out to be not even close. So the James Harden injury, what that, wh- how that adds into this equation, they're without arguably their best player, maybe second best player right now. And with the big three and they're left without a James Harden, it's just amazing that they're still doing what they're doing. They're playing great defense. They're playing well offensively. And if anything, you know what this proves to me? Defense in the NBA, (laughs) it's about how much you want to play defense. These defenders, it's like Carmelo Anthony. For his whole career, he didn't, he's like he's playing with cement blocks taped to his feet. And then in the playoffs for for the Nuggets or Blazers or whatever, then he suddenly knows how to play defense. Uh, I think he, he didn't learn in the playoffs how to play defense. I think he's known all along how to do that. It's probably more a, an effort thing. That's what's going on here with the Jet or with uh, the 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 Nets. It's an effort thing, and we're seeing that in the playoffs. No James Harden. Hey, they're still playing good defense and playing efficiently. But the story here isn't really Brooklyn. We know how talented they are. We know how loaded they are, and the injury. It to me is Milwaukee because Milwaukee has struggled for the last couple of years. And this season, they didn't have as good of stats in the regular season because it was obvious to everyone they were trying things out for the playoffs. They, at one point in the season, played zone defense exclusively on a road trip. They played different types of offensive sets. A lot of times they had Giannis on the block. A lot of times they ran him around on the outside. They tried different things. But then the playoffs come... And Milwaukee's playing a style they haven't practiced all year, played all year. So I don't know what the heck's going on with Milwaukee. They're not doing what you want to see a team doing, who you're betting on, betting with, or at least think something will happen. You know, when I predict when I predict something will happen, I'm not forecasting 100% accuracy. I'm not saying this will absolutely happen. I'm saying more times than not, I believe this is the outcome. And with me picking Milwaukee plus four the first game, after the first two games, I'm not so sure that was a good pick at all. So coming back right now to Milwaukee, I should say in Brooklyn, the first two games, coming back to Milwaukee for game three, this is a must-win game. If the Nets win tonight in Milwaukee, go up 3-0, I mean, good night, New York, this game's over. If Milwaukee wins tonight, however, guess what? The home team's won every game so far. Not that big of a surprise in the series. The line for tonight's game, Milwaukee three and a half point favorites at home, and this implies... These teams are about even. Maybe the Nets, may, uh, maybe the Bucks are looked at as being a little bit better because of the situation. Uh, I think Milwaukee's home home court is probably roughly right around three points. So three and a half point favorites means they're looked at as being about a half point favorite than, than the Nets. And I also do want to say 
that's an easy way of looking at a very complex uh, problem. So it's not always three points. All right, no, that's home court. Let's move on. It's way more nuanced than that. But for the podcast, for the sake of simplicity and math, let's just round to three for these games. Uh, the series price for the Nets and Bucks currently Nets big favorites minus four seventy. The Bucks are plus three eighty. Uh, and I think this is pretty accurate. I think the Nets win this series. The Bucks have not looked good so far at all. Even if Milwaukee wins the next two games at home, I'm not so sure they uh, have a, a shot at all to win the series. So minus 470 for the Nets. I have no problem with that at all. All right. Let's get a read in here. Uh, good par- a good uh, movie coming out from Paramount. Uh, now on digital, Milo Gibson and Lawrence Fishburne star in Under the Stadium Lights, an inspirational true story of a small-town high school football team who fought to beat the odds to turn their lives around and win their state championship. Score your copy of Under the Stadium Lights, buy or rent it today, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. All right, last series here to get to, the Hawks and the 76ers. And if there's one team who's really surprised me in this postseason, it's been Atlanta. And I said this for pretty much the entirety of the regular season. I thought Atlanta's style wouldn't translate. And I know they did what they could in the offseason. They brought certain guys in. Clint Capella's been playing amazing this year. Uh, Trey Young clearly playing very well. But I just didn't think it would translate. And then the playoffs come around. And Atlanta gets New York their first round. And I was saying... Hey, New York, best defense in the league, number one defensive efficiency. If there's any team who can slow down Atlanta, this has got to be. And then that all came crashing down and Atlanta moves on. And then they steal game one. And you're thinking, huh, maybe I've been way off about this team all season long. But really, when it comes down to it, I believe the 76ers are deeper. And I think it comes down to two people, Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers. Joel Embiid, not only does he have the talent and he's dominating, the, by the way, centers are having some kind of a resurgence. I read an article the other day that centers are making a comeback and it's because the shooting centers are stretching the floor. But either way, the, the whole idea of centers are being pushed out of the NBA, that is baloney. As baloney. But anyway, Joel Embiid, he's been this good. He's expected to be this good, but it's the motivation from people telling him he can't do this. Dude, you can't stay healthy. Dude, you can't win the big games. You can't, you can't, you can't. Joel Embiid's like, I've had enough of this. I know I have fun on Twitter. I know I haven't won in the past, but enough's enough. And in the East this year, it's going to come down to Philly and the Nets. That's who it should come down to. That's how the NBA seemingly works every single year. But that's what I want to see. Philadelphia and the Brooklyn Nets. Who of those teams can play championship basketball? And if James Harden's back... Clearly, the Nets should be the favorite because, again, they've shown me they can flip that switch and play playoff basketball just if they want to. But we all ignore the 76ers, and it's because of what they've done historically. But I think we should stop that immediately. Now, looking at the line, this game will be played tomorrow on Friday. Philadelphia is a one and a half point favorite on the road. So doing our kind of antiquated, kind of easy home court advantage, the Hawks, three points for home. But the 76ers are one and a half point favorites. So Philadelphia in this scenario is looked at as being roughly one and a half points better than the Atlanta Hawks. Do you agree? Do you think they're better than Atlanta or should be looked at as being one and a half points better on the road? Because if, 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 look, if Atlanta wins one game at home, this could change the whole series. 
And that's very possible. They're one of the better home teams in the NBA. And if they send it back to Philly tied 2-2, now we're talking about, hey, we're just one upset away, so on and so forth. I just don't know if they can do that. This game tomorrow night is big. Philadelphia going on the road to Atlanta. Uh, As I said, the Hawks, underdogs at home by one and a half. So... All right, that does it for today's NBA podcast. Those are the current prices and upcoming lines for all these games. But if there's one thing we've learned, if you're healthy and if you've got this superstar team put together, you're going to make a run. And even if you're not healthy and have this team put together, you're likely to win some games in the postseason. James Harden gets hurt, they keep going. Anthony Davis for the Lakers gets hurt, and they didn't just didn't have an, a deep enough roster to keep winning. But right now, I mean, I think it should come down to Phoenix and the uh, uh, Jazz in the, in the West, right? The 1-2 in the West. And in the East, why not the same thing? Why not go 1-2 Philadelphia and the Brooklyn Nets? That's how it should be. I think that's what a lot of us want to see. And currently, based on the market and based on the odds, that's what we will see. All right, whatever you have going on today, tonight, hope you cash some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.